I just like want anyone who's a beginner or think that they're alone to know that you're like obviously not. Like literally the best in the world, the girl you look up to on Instagram, I guarantee she stands in the mirror and picks yourself apart. Welcome to the Know Your Power podcast where we give you the guidance to know how powerful you really are. Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I am your ghost. I literally almost said ghost. I am your ghost. It is almost October. I know. (laughs) Julia Renee. And I am Kendall Graboff. And today, guys, we are going to be talking about a sensitive topic. So trigger warning here, if this is something that you struggle with, our purpose behind talking about it is really just to bring a little bit of light to it and also to just let you know that like, yo, we struggle with this too. And the topic is going to be body dysmorphia. So I first wanted to read the actual definition of body dysmorphia because when I actually read this definition, it just had so much more weight to it. And I was like, ooh, wow. I was like, that's me though. So the definition is a mental illness involving obsessed focus on a perceived flaw in appearance, hence perceived. The flaw may be minor or imagined, but the person may spend hours a day trying to fix it. The person may also try uh, cosmetic procedures or exercise to excess. People with this disorder may frequently examine their appearances in the mirror, constantly compare their appearances with that of others, and avoid social situations or photos. So when I read that, I was like, damn. Yeah. I feel like we use that word so casually that body dysmorphia is thrown around and people don't realize like the extent that it is an actual mental illness and the extent that so many people deal with it. Mm -hmm. If you read that one line that people deal with this by getting procedures or excessive exercise, Mm -hmm. think about every bodybuilder, like odds are they got into the sport because of body dysmorphia or because of some sort of flaw they saw in themselves, whether that was fabricated or real. Yeah, the thing that really got me was perceived flaw. Mm -hmm. And I think that, and we'll go into this a little bit later, but we'll never see our bodies realistically. And what we perceive it to look like, most people don't think it looks like that. Like Mm -hmm. we're the, we're just so terrible to how we speak to our bodies and it's just wild. And, you know, I've been dealing with this a lot lately because I'm in my post-show era and I always know like this is going to happen, blah, 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 but it's definitely not as bad as it's been in the past. So I thought we would talk about it a little bit. Yeah. I feel like every time you go through like a, I guess it's considered like an episode the way like a depressive episode would be to depression is the way maybe having body, bad body dysmorphia for a day or two is to having overall body dysmorphia. And I feel like every time you get it, you can handle it better as long as you're learning from the past. Exactly. Um, Why? I'm just curious. Why do you think or how do you think you're handling it better this year compared to say like a year or two ago? Is it just experience? I would say it's just experience. So I think the first time that like, just to give you guys an idea, the first time that I ever competed, I went from 125 pounds to 170 pounds. So a lot of that had to do with stuff going on with COVID. My family was going through a lot during that time. And I feel like I took on a lot of the stress of the family. And when I have stress, it like triggers me to binge eat. So then Mm -hmm. I was binge eating out of control. I had just um, been three weeks out for a show and it got canceled. So I really didn't know how to get back 
to eating like a normal human. And then COVID hit and it was like gym got taken away. So it was just like a bunch of things at one time. No excuse, but I definitely used that time to learn. And then the next time I went from... How much did I weigh on stage? Dude, I can't even remember because I got boobs. So I obviously like weighed more (laughs) when I was on stage and my body just looked different. I had more muscle, but I only went up to 160 pounds. And then this time my stage weight was like 137. And now I'm sitting at about like 145, 147 ish. So each time I've gotten progressively better. And it's really just come down to each time I knew after that first time, I didn't know that body dysmorphia was something that was going to happen, but Mm -hmm. after just practice and learning like, oh, you know, this happens during this time, just like I just said, this happens, like I know, and it's kind of, it makes it a little bit easier when you're like, it's okay. You're not letting it affect your actual habits anymore. Like you just move past it. Um, I think similar to me, my body dysmorphia always got the worst either right before a show or right after. I will say like right before, if you're in a cutting phase and you're losing weight, you get really excited at first. You're seeing all these changes and you're like, oh my gosh, look at this line here or, or that body fat percentage change or whatever it is. And it's very exciting and invigorating and motivating. And then sometimes that plateaus for most people that plateaus. And when it plateaus is when most people start to get body dysmorphia because they're like in panic mode of like, am I still seeing progress? Am I still getting progress? Why am I staying the same? I'm still doing all the right things and Mm -hmm. exercising and eating right. Why do I look worse? And 99% of the time you don't look worse. It's all in your head. You're just not seeing as big of a change as you were in the beginning of your journey. So it's harder, the more experienced you are because our changes are so micro. Like you're not going to see a giant weight loss thing happen over a week or overnight. And I feel like a lot of people get in their heads and then assume they're moving backwards when you're not. But then similar to you, um, when, when you let those thoughts win, when you do think you're moving backwards, that comes that feeling of, well, I should just give up. And then people start to eat badly and then they actually do start to gain weight. And it's like, that could have all been prevented if you just dealt with the body dysmorphia and moved through it and passed it and got past that plateau, you would realize that it was all in your head. Yeah. And the thing that you said that really stuck out to me and what I'm realizing has been such a huge factor in me healing. And each time I prep getting better at better at dealing with binge eating and getting better at dealing with body dysmorphia is that I completely lost my train of thought. You said, what did you say? It was something along the lines of, I can restart. You said, (laughs) what was it? It was so good. And I literally was talking about it in my support call this week. Um, dude, if it comes back to you, dude, literally was like, I'm like really sleepy today. So that's going to be me the whole podcast. Christ. I think just overall, like gaining experience and recognizing body dysmorphia is what makes it easier to work past. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, yeah. I mean, that's like most of my experience. I also feel like I've had body dysmorphia since I could look in a mirror. I feel like it does not have to pertain to weight loss or body in general. Like it, it could also be like how we see our, or how we, how other people think of us is often how we perceive ourselves. So if someone's constantly telling you or that word that's like so popular now, gaslighting, if someone's constantly like in your ear telling you you need to lose weight, Mm. even if you may not or even if you already love yourself, you start to get swayed by those opinions of other people. It's very Um, true. I feel like a million things could trigger body dysmorphia. Yeah, and I think one thing that's kind of crazy to me is I never realized that I 
could be the most shredded that I've ever been in my life and still think that it's not enough. I know. And it's crazy because I thought that like, if I was just like at a healthy body fat, like right now I'm just at healthy body fat. I'm doing my thing. I'm feeling strong. I'm fueling myself. And I thought that only like right now, cause I'm not like entirely shredded. I have muscles, but like, I don't look show ready. I thought that only now I would have body dysmorphia, but there's been times when I've been prepping where I was just as low when I was shredded as when I am like right now, like when I weighed, when I went up to 170 pounds, that's, you know, there's nothing wrong with weighing that. But for me, I was five foot two and I walking started getting hard mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, this is really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I have, there was too much weight for my frame to handle. And that was like a really big sign. I'm like, I'm an athlete and I can't walk. Mm-hmm. So realizing that I still felt weird towards my body and I was perceiving it so differently at 170 pounds and the same as stage weight of 125 because you get to your show and you're just so used to seeing your body be lean that it you don't even appreciate it anymore and then you're like I look terrible you almost freak out more yeah it's wild I would say my body dysmorphia is usually worse while I'm in prep yeah I until this year and I weigh way more this year than I did every year leading up to this year I've been like maintaining a heavier weight just because like I have more muscle on my frame or body fat too. Mm -hmm. Um, I have never worked out in just a sports bra in a gym because I'm too self-conscious to do it. And people will look at me and be like, you're literally like sub 10% body fat. People would come up to me when I would change in the locker room and be like, holy shit, I didn't know you looked like that. Cause all I wear is like these big t-shirts. Cause I, it's literally just a self-conscious thing. I'm just like, I'm so in my head and I assume that people are seeing me a certain way. And it always is pertaining to the people around me. Even if I feel so lean and so sure of myself, as soon as I t- take off my shirt in front of anyone, um, I con- I like instantly assume that they're finding body fat to yeah. look at. And it's like, I have never, like even you in your heaviest, I have never looked at you and been like, she looks bad. Yeah. Never. Yeah. But I guarantee you walked around that day or even leaner that day feeling not good about yourself. Oh yeah. that yeah. Like literally that was me yesterday at the gym. I was wearing like a, I was wearing my shorts and then I was wearing like my lifting belt and then a t-shirt, but it was like a cropped cropped t-shirt. And literally the entire time I'm walking around the gym, I'm like, everyone's staring at me. Everybody knows that I, that, that I, that I'm a pro. Like, this is what I think. Yeah. Like literally I'm like, I'm a washed up pro (laughs) who's just gained so much weight and body fat. I was like, oh, they're all looking at me in disappointment. And it's literally like, no girl, that's what you're thinking. No one's thinking that it's so wild. And the point about the sports bra, I never realized that I actually do that too. Even when I'm super lean Mm -hmm. and I'm a couple weeks out from a show, I still will wear things that are like lower sports bra that have that like Mm -hmm. extra strap or uh, it's weird. And I literally have like abs, but I'm still like, no, I need to hide them. They're not actually there. And what I always say to people is like when they're in prep or it doesn't have to be prep because I know not everyone that watches these is like an actual competitive bodybuilder. If you're in a weight loss journey and like, say you like go up and down and wait a lot. Say you're at a low point and you're hating on yourself. Then when you're like, when you do gain weight, you're like, damn, I should have appreciated that back then. Like yes. you, I feel like we always take our current situations for granted. And we're always like, well, I could be here. So I'm not going to appreciate where I am right now. And it's like, it's good to sit and appreciate and look at your body and like, be like, it's gotten me from my 
freaking birth to now. Like mm-hmm. it, my body has been through so much and you need to like sit there and appreciate it and love it. Like even on the days where you feel like shit because everyone feels like shit. And I've had clients tell me like, oh, well, like assuming I wouldn't understand it, they'd be like, well, I'm like anxious to work out or I get overwhelmed in the gym because I feel like people are looking at me. And I'm like, literally my best friend is a pro bodybuilder. She feels that way. I post myself on Instagram all freaking day. And if I'm walking past a piece of equipment in the gym, I'm overthinking it. And I'm assuming people are looking at me and I go and hide in the locker room, even at the point we're at now, like Mm -hmm. we've been doing this for years and we still feel that way. I just like want anyone who's a beginner or think that they're alone to know that you're like, obviously not like literally the best in the world. The girl you look up to on Instagram, I guarantee she stands in the mirror and picks herself apart. Oh yeah. Everyone does. Especially if there's that social media aspect of it. You know, what's crazy. I actually got a message from a girl today on Instagram and like that's the really the cool thing about what we do is like how inspiring are the people that follow us are to us mm-hmm. and they don't even realize it I think I just posted myself doing cardio and I I literally had no motivation to do anything because it might be like a combination of like not wanting to go to the gym because I'm like ashamed of how my body is looking and just like I really just like don't want to do it like Mm -hmm. I train so hard for like half the year and then sometimes I'm just like I just don't want to do it yeah you're tired I'm like (laughs) you're allowed to be tired but I don't like let myself be tired Mm -hmm. and um I just posted on my story. I was like, I'm here doing cardio. It was literally like a bitch to get up and do cardio. I'm here. I know that I feel I'm going to feel so much better. I still don't have the motivation, you know, but I'm here and I made it. And she messaged me and she's like, it's super cool how, you know, I'm glad that you post this stuff on social media when you're feeling this because we're all out here thinking that you're just motivated all the time. Yeah. And she's like, I bet it could be also really intimidating because there's a social media aspect to your life that you have to kind of keep up with. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to pretend that everything's great all the time. And honestly, if I pretended that everything was great all the time, I'd be walking around like the fakest thing, like, I'm so happy. Everything's great. (laughs) And it's so much harder to walk around and not be who you are than it is to be who you are. Yeah. I think voicing, if anything, voicing insecurities or negative experiences or just things we're dealing with, especially body dysmorphia, because it is so prevalent for everyone in the fitness world. Um, it's just, it's motivating to people. It's nice to know that like we're real, we're Mm. real human beings. We pick ourselves apart. Um, and I feel like I feel like there's a lot of people on social media who feel the need or pressure to uphold this, like, I am perfect and everything's perfect. And I feel like that just creates, like, unrealistic expectations, not just for their followers, but on yourself. Because then imagine, like, having a bad day and you run into someone that follows you. Imagine Mm. having to act perfect. Like, I feel comfortable enough where if I meet someone that follows me and they're, like, tell me whatever it is they tell me, letting them know like, Hey, I feel like shit today. Like I feel comfortable (laughs) enough to say that to them. Like we did the wellness workshop like two or three weeks ago now. And it was really hot in that gym. And I had like a zip up hoodie on, it was unzipped and I had a, a long sports bra on, but even then Typically, I would never take that off just because I'm not super happy with how my arms look right now. That's mm-hmm. something I'm having body dysmorphia with. Um, and when I took it off because I was like sweating, um, I looked at them and I was like, they, one of them said something complimenting my physique. And I t- even told them, I was like, oh, thanks. I never wear just a sports bra. So this is out of my comfort zone. Like I, I voiced it to them and they were like, wait, really? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, but you look so good. And I'm like, 
thank you very much. I was like, Welcome I just, I'm brain. just, yeah, I was like, I just feel insecure about my arms. And they're like, but you worked so hard for your arms. And I was like, that's the problem. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, like, if only I had yeah. your voice inside my head every day, that'd be great. Yeah. Like, just think about that. If you had like your friend's voice, like what your friends say about you, hopefully you have really good friends <laughs> and not shitty <laughs> if friends. If your friends are talking shit, you need new friends. Yeah, you need some new friends. Sorry. But like, just imagine if their voices were the voice that are inside your head, like how much better you would feel about yourself. Like every day it's like battling those little demons that go on inside your head. Like really most of the time when you're feeling that way towards your body, it's just, it's just a mind game. It's Mm -hmm. literally just a mind game. And you know, sometimes positive thinking doesn't help Mm -hmm. and it doesn't work, but practice and practice and practice. And eventually like you will learn to appreciate the body that you have. And I think sometimes that's the beef that I have with, um, what is it? Um, self-love or, or, or body, body love. What is it called? Body positivity, body positivity. Yeah. I don't know where you're going. I think it's body positivity. The beef that I have with that is that I think it's an incredible thing. I think it's awesome to be body positive in no matter what state that you are, Mm -hmm. but sometimes you can't be positive in whatever state you are. So Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's more body neutrality, 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 new, sure words, (laughs) neutral. You guys get the point. Body neutral is the word. I can't word today. Anyways, I felt like that has actually worked more for me because sometimes like staring in the mirror and being like, you look great, you look awesome. And some days that works. Mm-hmm. And then other days I'm just a little bit lower. Maybe I'm on my period, which is what I realized what was happening last week while I was feeling so like I'm down about my body. It out. <laughs> I was like, dude, I was on my period. Explain so That much. happens literally every month. And yes. I'm like, oh yeah, that's I why like, I'm bloated. I literally like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, that's why. But yeah, and then now like this week, I'm like, I feel so much better. But sometimes just looking at your body and being neutral about it, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be negative. I'm not going to be over positive. I am okay with what is happening right now. And yeah. I'm doing the best that I can. And that's all that matters. And exactly. I, eventually I'm going to find the confidence, find the strength to love it the way that it should be loved. So for me, like that. what's helped me is being more body neutral than like uber body positive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I feel like that's like any sort of, there is this word being used now, um, toxic, positive, toxic positivity. What positivity. is, what is with this generation, man? <laughs> that's just when you're like too positive all the time that if things dip a little, it's like the world's ending. Oh, gotcha. So similar, if you're constantly feeling the need to be like, oh, I need to love every part of me today. That's creating this expectation where if you don't, you're going to feel like you're crumbling when instead, like you said, just like be like, okay, I'm not feeling the best today. That's mm-hmm. fine. It's just another day. Yeah. Tomorrow I'll feel be- better. That kind of reminds me of this article that I was reading about Adele. Cause we all know that Adele was like a little bit bigger in her past mm-hmm. and she lost a ton of weight mm-hmm. and she got really healthy. Like she focuses on her health so much and people were bashing her because she lost weight. And I remember that that was wild to me. And like, this might, might be a topic that like upsets people. I, I'm not sure, but people were bashing her because she wasn't allowed to, it was like, she wasn't allowed to lose weight. And I don't think she lost weight from a place of like, I hate my body. I want to change it. She genuinely in the article was like, I was unhealthy. I needed to be healthier. She's like, I feel so energized, healthy and refreshed and like excited for every day now. And it's like, 
people were expecting her to stay put to where she was yeah. and that she couldn't move from that weight range. And then once she moved, then that meant that she hated her body. Yeah. And didn't love her I body anymore. I remember that. I feel like people saw it as like, a, oh, she's doing this because society is making her. And yeah. it's like, or she made the decision of like, hey, I have a child now and I want to be healthy for them. Yeah. Like, you don't know the reasoning people are doing anything that they're doing. It's in their own brain. It's and so maybe true. she had really bad body dysmorphia and she worked past that. And now she feels good about herself. And now you're shitting on her for it. Yeah, like, it's wild. It's yeah. like, you, you can't win. Like, if you're... If people say you're too skinny, then then you're too skinny. Like if you're too curvy, you're too curvy. If you're too muscular, you're too muscular. And then if you're muscular and you lose muscle, then then you're small. If you're, it's like, well, it's so why is it's it gotta something. be so hard? I saw a quote the other day that was something along the lines of people don't even like themselves, so why does it matter if they like you? And that's so true. It's like they're clearly just reflecting their own insecurities onto you. And that's why I said in the beginning, like sometimes body dysmorphia isn't internal. Sometimes it's like external and you're hearing it from other people and you start to believe it um i think another thing that i know we're not going super into like how we cope with body dysmorphia but it is a huge part of body dysmorphia is working past it and a big one for me is just kind of fake it till you make it that whole like Mm -hmm. looking at yourself in the mirror and being like i feel good today it doesn't have to be to that extent but just being like okay, this is going to pass. Just remind yourself it's normal. Remind yourself you're not alone. Everyone deals with it. Remind yourself that other people around you are also probably thinking the same thing about themselves. And that'll make you feel a little more comfortable at least to get through today. Just like get through today. And then if it happens the next day, maybe it's to a lesser degree, lesser degree until you finally like have a day where you're like, damn, I feel good today. Yeah, exactly. That was literally me last week. It was like, let's put it on a scale of like one to 10, one being like not so bad, 10 being like the absolute worst body dysmorphia. Say it was like Monday, it was like a 10, Tuesday, it's like a nine and then it's eight. And like this week, I'm like, I'm fine. Like, it's not the end of the world. Like I'm great. <laughs> yeah. And and look, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm going to be great forever, but I am great in the now. And the now is the now. Yeah. <laughs> there, Focus what, on Oh my God, there's that turtle that I always reference, this turtle on Kung Fu Panda. And he says, oh, yeah, I know shit. who you're talking about. I'm going to butcher the, I, I always butcher you it, but Google it Zach knows it. Um, Google it while I ramble. No, man. The little turtle, Master Ugwe. How <laughs> do you know his name? <laughs> Master, I'm going to Google it. Hold Master Ugwe. And what's funny is I looked up what Ugwe meant because I thought it was going to be. Um, I thought it was going to be something like super cool and spiritual and literally master Ugwe means turtle. <laughs> it's like master turtle. The quote that he says is about being in the present. Oh, oh, I think I found it. Hold on. Um, We're literally doing some research. Oh, well, no, that one's like the basic one. It's the like yesterday was history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Uh, That's what it was. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, no, no it wasn't. It was like something about it was about the present. A present being a present. Well, yeah, no, that's that. You oh. didn't come up with that quote. I know, <laughs> it's like a huge quote. Yeah, but for, <laughs> that's your reference point. Yeah, that's my reference. Yesterday's point. Yesterday's history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today's a gift. That's why it's called the present. Get it? I was told that in like kindergarten, Julia. I'm sorry, but when the turtle says it, I actually listen. So oh, yeah, oh my gosh, Master Ugwe, Master Turtle. But yeah, like really, it's just like, how are you feeling right now in the present? Don't worry about yesterday don't worry about tomorrow just like be right here 
right now with how you're feeling because there was so many times like this past week where I was looking back on photos of how Mm -hmm. I looked when I was on stage. That never helps. Or, yeah, or, and then I was like comparing and I was like, ooh, girl, this is a red flag. Like I knew while I was doing it, I'm like, yeah, I shouldn't be doing this. But the one thing that I actually did do that helped me is instead of looking back on the photos when I was the most shredded, I looked back at where I was in my off season the past two years and I've gotten so much better. It is so crazy. I just remember this time last year, I was like, oh, okay. I was hella depressed and I had like just got, like I just gotten my boobs done. I was like, wow. I was like, and I, you've come so far. I was like, wow, I've come so far. So thinking it in that way, I think it can be healthy if you're, Mm -hmm. you're being realistic with what you're comparing it to and how, how far you've actually come. And that can really help. It's, it's helped me with my body dysmorphia is like, Oh, I've done so much better. And that's, that's all that matters. That's good. Yeah. I feel like reflecting helps in like every scenario, but especially with body dysmorphia, because back to the definition, it's a perceived flaw. It does not mean that it's true. It's mostly made up in your head. Um, Mm. and other people would never point it out unless you do like, I'm even, this isn't like my body, but still my body, I guess, um, is I have a deviated septum. I have a crooked nose and everyone I say to like either that I want to get a nose job or that I have a deviated septum. They're like, wait, look at me. And I'll even looking at me dead in the face will be like, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. And I'm like, it's on my mind 24 seven. Oh, me too. I am thinking about it 24 seven when it comes to what pictures I'm taking. Cause I'm on camera a lot or like even on this podcast, I chose to sit on this side for a reason. Like mm-hmm. it is just something that is engraved in my brain and I will Think about it when I'm talking to anyone, even if it's you, like I still care about your opinion enough where I'm like, I can't turn a certain way or smile a certain way because I know it makes my nose look more crooked. That's It's like, it's crazy. And those thoughts like consume our brains and like other people don't even see it. Like I would have to literally like show you a magnifying glass on my nostrils to be like, do you see how it's a little crooked right there? Look, look how flawed I am. And that's how we feel about like (laughs) on a day where you're like, oh, I, I feel I mean, I say it and I hate the word fat, but like I'll have days where I'm like, I feel fat today. Mm -hmm. And then I like really look at myself and I'm like, but I have abs right now. Or if I feel bad about my arms, I'm like, okay, but my legs look good right now. Like you just need to like hone in on something that you know is positive and like find that one thing. And I think that's one of the things we had written down for like how to combat um, body dysmorphia is finding the things you do love about yourself. Mm-hmm. My eye color Ooh, it's, it's never going to change. It's bomb. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's bomb. So that's never going to change. So if I am having a day where I'm like, damn, I feel ugly for whatever reason, either like a bad hair day or like I'm having acne or whatever it is. I'm like, at least my eyes look pretty and they will never change. So finding those little qualities about yourself, whether it's internal or external, just something you can focus on to be like, okay, like that's the one thing I feel good about today. Let me focus on that and let that consume your brain instead of the pimples or whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever dumb little thing that we're poking at because there's so much more to us than, you know, how our body looks Mm -hmm. like literally if you're in that place where you can't be positive towards how your body is looking. I love that. It's perfect. Like point out the things that you can be positive about. I love Mm -hmm. my eyes. My legs look really muscular today. My skin looks real. Like it's actually like really glowing today. Do that until you can get to the point where you're like, damn, look at like you look in your body. Like (laughs) what's up girl. Yeah. And it's a long process. Yeah. It's a process, bro. Was so not confident for so long. And I think I also had this like 
misconstrued idea of what confidence was and what changed things for me was realizing that you could be confidence internally it doesn't have to be external I don't have to feel beautiful or sexy or whatever if I if I just start with confidence being like I know I'm a good person or I know I have good intentions or I know I'm funny like just something that's internal that you can focus on that'll start to make you eventually appreciate your outside too yeah because like realistically like Kendall and I were just talking about this before we got on the podcast I was like followers are gonna fade our body's gonna sag Mm -hmm. our boobs gonna drop to the flow and all you're going to have is your character your family and your friends so it's like oh shit and here's just a little example I literally just changed positions and how I was sitting and my feet are facing the camera and I started like hiding my feet because I've been insecure about my feet since I was little because I have little baby hobbit feet <laughs> they're like I love your feet, I have Julia. my dad's feet and they're like they're like chubby and wide and like now I like them because like I don't know. And like, I can spread my right ones out and make it look like an oh my alien. God, stop. <laughs> no my, free feet content. I know. Julia. Sorry, 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 sorry. We're going to have to blur that. But that's just like a little example. Like one other thing that I do is when I am feeling really strange about how my body is looking or I'm just feeling uncomfortable, I write notes to myself and I like stick them in my trigger areas of when I'm, it's my, it's basically like when I'm looking in the mirror. So I'll just put it and I'll literally say, stop body checking or like you look fine. Like I'm pretty rough with myself and like mm-hmm. how I speak to myself. I'm like, come on little bitch. Like, you can That's better than looking in the mirror though and being mean to yourself. Exactly. So I'd rather you be hard to yourself in a positive light. Yes. I'm like, you got this, like you're fine. And I do that with food also. Like I'll put things on the fridge. Like if I'm really struggling with portion control or I'm like emotionally eating a lot, then I'll just like put a little reminder on the fridge that just has me pause before I actually start talking negatively or until I start like spiraling, it acts as like a visual. I'm like, oh, I have to stop and read that. Oh, oh, now I have (laughs) to actually think about the words that are going on in my head. So that's one thing that helps me. What else helps you? Um, The advice I usually give people, if you know that you're having a bad body dysmorphia day, because like odds are you wake up just feeling a certain type of way and it's not a good one. Um, If you look in the mirror and you're starting to pick yourself apart, uh, my biggest tips is for that day. And then if it continues, do it the next day. But for that day, throw on an outfit that you know you're super confident in. It, uh, for me, that's like usually an extra large hoodie or like a long sleeve or a big t-shirt, just something I'm really comfortable in. Mm-hmm. And it's still cute because if you just stay in your pajamas, you might still just not feel the best about yourself. So I think getting an outfit on where you know that you're comfortable, whether or not you're bloated in, that's a that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Step two, avoid mirrors. Don't yeah. stare at yourself. Don't pick yourself apart. Don't don't feel the need to take progress photos that day. Even if it's your check-in day with your coach, odds are they'll be understanding enough. Be like, can I send it to you tomorrow morning? I'm feeling X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. some coaches are mean about it, but if they're understanding and they if they're compassionate mm-hmm. and like you. If they have compassion. If they have any sort of positive emotions. No, I'm kidding. I know some people are on like a strict schedule, but like tell them I really can't take photos today. I'm just feeling really bad about myself. And if they're not there to help you, you may need a new coach who mm-hmm. does understand you in body dysmorphia. Um, another tip I have is um, getting ready. 
I know I touched on like the outfit, but do your makeup, do your hair, do things that you can control that you know you will feel better if you do. Mm. I realized for so long that like when I don't feel good about my skin, I end up just not wearing makeup at all. And then I'm seeing the acne all day and I'm picking it apart. And I'm like, oh, if I just like did my hair and makeup and put on a cute outfit, like I'm not going to notice it. And therefore other people won't notice it. I know they won't notice it anyway, but just like doing those little extra steps to feel really good that day when it's not pertaining to whatever your self-conscious tendency is, um, those always sort of help me. Yeah, there's yeah. like different ways to feel pretty other than like yeah. how your body looks. Like you can get your nails done, you can put your exactly. makeup on, you can do like one of those super in-depth like skincare routines where yeah. like, you know, you do your skincare routine, you're just like really quick yeah. and like do and then like you have the extra. Yeah, and then you have like the extra one when you like do the serums and you just like you take your time, like it's slow, you put on mm-hmm. a little podcast, whatever it might be. There's other ways to make yourself feel beautiful, feel confident than just like how your body looks. So do those things in those days like I really like that one um and then one thing that I just like want to say to kind of like bring everything to a close ish is that like we will never truly see what our body looks like we are always looking at photos of ourselves and we're always looking at ourselves in the mirror only our friends our family will see what we really look like. And there's so many times where I'm struggling with body dysmorphia and I'm saying, I wish that I saw what this follower who came up to me at the gym saw. Yeah. I wish that I saw what my uh, friends saw, what my parents saw. I wish that I could see that. So then maybe it would be like, duh. It like, would be so eye-opening to see ourselves at, from like a third point of view. Yeah. I feel like we don't, uh, yeah. The, all the little flaws we pick at and the weird ways we stand in a mirror to like look bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. We just like fully see ourselves at our worst and we assume other people see that even when you are like made up or you are having a good day, you still, it's always in the back of your head of like, what if they see that one thing I saw that one time in the mirror? Isn't exactly. it crazy? I, I saw there was like some study done saying that like the way we do look in real life is absolutely nothing like how we see ourselves Mm. it's so crazy it's scary to me (laughs) honestly like is there a way that we can see what we look like like is there i almost wouldn't want to i think that it would help (laughs) it probably would help i really think that it would help but then but i don't even know if we'd be able to appreciate it because we still know what we look like or what we think we look like. I don't know. I wish there's a way to wipe my memory of what I looked like and just see me walking around as like a normal human that I don't know. Be like, look at that chick. (laughs) That's a badass chick. Well, that's, yeah. That's you, Julia. And I'm like, yeah. That's what I was saying earlier is like, I would never look at you or literally any woman ever and be like, or Mm -hmm. male. I would never look at anyone and be like, oh, they're bloated today or, oh, this doesn't look good at them. Or like, I would never go up to someone and while they're talking to me, I'm looking at their eyes and their smile, not their acne, not their hair, not their arms. Like, I feel like we constantly think people are like examining us and they're really not. Because if you really think about it, we don't do that to other people. Mm -hmm. And if you do, maybe assess some new things in your, in, in your mental state because you really shouldn't you should really try to find the good in yourself and in other people it's so true it was funny because the other day we were celebrating my sister-in-law's uh birthday and my mom walked into the restaurant and I was standing there waiting at the hostess stand and she didn't know that it was me she didn't recognize it Uh and then she kind of like walked past me I was like mama 
And she was like, oh my God. Her own mother. She goes, I didn't even know that was you. I was just thinking, look at that cute little girl in her party dress. <laughs> and so I was cute. like, my mom didn't even recognize me, but like it, it just, it made me realize like how she sees me versus how sometimes I see her. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like I see my mom and I'm like, I, I'm like, I literally have the most beautiful mom in the entire world. Yeah. I was like, she's like fit. She's petite. Like she's got the most beautiful, like golden skin. And then vice versa like the way that she sees herself is so differently mm -hmm. and i'm like it's my life mission for me to have my mom realize how absolutely stunning she is at the age that she's at oh, it's so that. wild and it's just it's, i feel the same way about my mom yeah. and like we were talking about dermatology my mom was just in town she flew out yesterday and she was talking about how she like had all these dark spots and that she got them removed and she was like can't you notice don't you remember all these dark spots being here and i was like no I was like I've never looked at your face and been like oh look at those dark spots like yeah. I always look at you and I think you're beautiful and uh -huh. that's how other people see us and I think it's a good reminder like we don't usually pick other people apart so why the heck are we doing it to ourselves it's true and there will be moments too where um I will be looking at my mom and some this happens to me too with uh, like other people mom I hope if you're listening to this it's just to help other people out <laughs> um and I just want you to realize how beautiful you are and I love you so she, I'll be looking at her and what I'm thinking is she's so beautiful look how cute she is mm -hmm. like she was telling this little story and she was so excited about telling the story and I was like she's so adorable and she goes what are you looking at she's like is my lipstick messed up literally and I was like ma I said your lipstick is perfect my mom and my sister and I are like the type like as soon as we're done eating all of us bring out our compacts and we like fix <laughs> I our love lipstick. you guys <laughs> this is just like how we are because my mom's always been that way like yeah. be being put together is like it's an like, important thing to her for feeling confident. So I'm like, Ma, no. I was like, you're just adorable. I'm looking at you. You're telling your story. You're so cute. I was like, that's what I'm looking at. And I know that I do that too. I do that too. Like, I'm like, Kendall's looking at me too long. I was like, do I have a booger? <laughs> I was like, does she see the pimple that's like under my neck? Oh my does she see, you know, we that's do that. Literally, yeah. Like the, I was seeing a guy for a while and he would just like look at me and I turned to him and be like, what? I've actually what seen, do you want? I saw that happen. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what? What's wrong? And he's like, nothing you're just beautiful or like he'll mm -hmm. be like nothing I'm just looking at you and I'm like he's realizing I'm ugly he's gonna leave me <laughs> like that's where my brain goes I'm like oh no I have to suck in and turn like why is he still staring at me and yes. it's like it's because they're admiring you like it doesn't I feel like we're so used to like assuming things are the worst or like assuming yes. things are the negative and it's like or they just like your presence and yeah. are looking at Maybe you they like <laughs> it's you. not that deep <laughs> yeah people kind of like you yeah. whoever's listening to this people like you yeah people think that you're pretty people think that your presence is needed and necessary and yeah. important and like i just want you to know that yes okay so amen. if you're out there, amen, <laughs> if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're struggling right now with some level of body dysmorphia and you're just perceiving yourself in a way that's just not realistic, I hope that some of these things, really, this is just some personal experiences that we remind went you that you know, it's, it's just normal. Yeah, it's normal. There's nothing wrong with you. You're great. If, if you can't be super uber positive about how you're feeling, being neutral is great, too. And yeah, we love you. And we love you. Just so you know, you are more powerful than you think. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Know Your Power podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you believe you deserve it, make sure to leave a review and rate the show. Love you. Bye.